Hello, my name is Kadra and welcome to the Civil Society Futures podcast. I'm here with Voices That Shake as part of the Inquiries Youth Strand. So if you guys can introduce yourselves and tell me a bit more about Voices That Shake. Hi, Voices That Shake is a arts education programme focusing on race, media, art and power. Um, we've been running for about eight years and particularly focusing on creating creative responses, whether that's through poetry, <coughs> film, zine making, uh, spoken word, um, creative writing, to respond back to issues that are affecting marginalised communities, particularly black and brown working class and LGBTQI communities. So I don't know if you guys know, but we've been going around the country um, the last year and a half, speaking to people about civil society. A lot of people are like, what do you mean by civil society? Anything that's not the government or the like business and the market. Um, so initially we got a lot of people engaged with the inquiry, a lot of interest, but unsurprisingly, a lot of them were much older. You wouldn't describe them as young people. Um, so we thought, okay, we need to actually go out there and actually engage with young people. So we've been working with creative organisations in Liverpool, Gloucester, Bradford, County Durham and with you guys in London. So yeah, it'd be great to get stuck in and ask some of the questions we've been exploring with the inquiry <coughs> and see what your thoughts are. Describe in detail something the future might lose. Oh. Mm, I just get in there. <laughs> I don't know, trust trust in the um, you know, authorities and the people in power because at the moment things are looking a bit bleak especially mm. for the people who live in ends and you know it's kind of a struggle it's a mm. struggle season i mean me for example i'm looking for work and it's like the worst thing ever because it's like people judge you before they even know you or you get to the interview and it's like oh okay you don't you're not gonna get the job why did i not get the job do you know what i mean so yeah, I'd say trust as well. And good faith in, like, not just politicians, but processes, democratic processes. If people mm. are, if we can continue to see that it's not working, then people are going to stop engaging in those things. So mm. I think that's something that the future will lose. Mm, I think also um, institutions and systems of power are going to lose, like, that veil that they had of secrecy. Mm. Everything just becomes come out. more transparent. Mm, I'll definitely agree with that. Especially in like the age of social media and mm. things that are so visibly seen, like things that happen like on the street and things like that, and like with police officers, for example, like with incidents being captured on camera, and um, yeah, so I think definitely that's that's one thing. It's interesting that you mentioned trust because that's come up in a lot of the research mm. we've been doing, um, particularly around in the aftermath of the Grenfell um, mm. Tower fire, and as well as the Me Too and the Oxfam scandal. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that their trust in charities, particularly in civil society, is going down, especially mm. because they're organisations that are there to do good, mm-hmm. not to make profit. Um, and so I guess my question is, what do you think can be done to re- rebuild that trust, if, if it can be done? They need to come here. They need to come into the streets and see for themselves, because that's what a lot of it is missing, is that understanding. A lot of people talk about how, you know, when they get, get big and whatever, industry they go into they're gonna leave and that's it that shouldn't be the case you should go and make your a name for yourself come back and then fix where you came from where you grew from it's all about you know the roots of things and 
getting down to it and fixing it it's a generational thing but also a progress thing yeah. Yeah. and I think one of the ways to reinstate that trust is to actually make the people part of mm-hmm. it so like more mm-hmm. things like co-ops and things like that so mm-hmm. that people are integrated into it because there is a very much us and them mentality rightly so because do you know what I mean like but I feel like if more people just became involved in it and they came like you said came to the actual people who mm-hmm. are involved and actually made them part of the processes and part of the um, committees and things like that um, then I think that would be good and I mean I don't think we should be afraid of charities not existing mm-hmm. I think that's a wonderful world because that's what we want right we want to remove the dynamic of giver receiver we want people to have lives where they have agency that they don't have to receive from someone and that they can make the best of it so to be able to actualize that is really exciting and so I'd be curious about actually losing the charity world the NGO world because it's there's something really deeply wrong in the world that we live in if we continue to keep making them exist mm-hmm. and to be able to feel comfortable you know especially the charity world and sector unseating itself redistributing the power and resources it has to level the world and to level the societies engages with is actually a real commitment towards justice mm-hmm. and people as opposed to wanting to still maintain that dynamic. So I think we should get comfortable with that. We should get comfortable with honouring the life cycles of things and actually maybe um, it's time. So I guess it's the decline in trust is related to almost the demise of certain charities or organisations that probably shouldn't exist anymore, maybe, because they're not serving the purpose that they initially maybe set Mm -hmm. out to do. And, you know, when we look at the histories of, of a lot of those charities, like, for example, the climate and environmental sector a lot of them came from conserving land those charities so they inherently linked to colonialism and so i think that sometimes you have to also look at what exactly what georgia said what was the root of things and what is the value that that thing instills in civic society what charities often do is create that dynamic of there's somebody in power and then there's yeah. somebody who's inferior yeah. and we want to le- level that so that doesn't exist What's your fear for the future? Um, I'd say my fear for the future is being so determined to kind of come out of like poverty and like where I am now and trying to like provide for my family and stuff and being so kind of blinded by that that I don't like, as you said, like come back to community mm. and help and kind of fix the community that we're from. Funnily enough, that's my fear as well, just like. Um, a lack of community and the lack of just um, personal relationships mm. with people mm. um, even when it just comes down to just even like romantic relationships so many people are now like I'm going to do this independent thing I'm going to live my life and blah 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 and it's just not a priority anymore but I just think mm. that is also representative of how the world is now like it's so me focused like self mm. self self selfie self this mm. iPhone I this do you know what I mean like mm. so I guess yeah that is one of my fears and I think it will spill out into the way we like run our societies as well because if everything is so me focused like we're not going to want anyone to lead us and whether again thinking back to what you said Fazana about um is there a need for charities is there a need to be led do you know what I mean maybe that's not such a bad thing if there isn't there's like a gap obviously you've got generation gaps and mm. you know culture gaps and the gap is just getting bigger and bigger with this Brexit palaver and immigration you know crackdown and immigration and things like that and it's like there's never going to be that understanding that 
you know just all people just you know going about mm. life and you know there's no need to trouble anyone or antagonize anybody no one's the bad guy if anything it's the people that are in power that have you know all done us wrong or screwed us over at the end of the day yeah it's just that fear of just that community is people just it gets lost in translation and people just don't know what it means anymore really can you find community in 2018 yeah you can you just have to really look for it <laughs> yeah i mean right now the biggest communities i have are like on instagram which is mm-hmm. a sorry affair like if and it's weird because even like just friendships and relationships you think oh yeah you may not have seen that person physically for god knows how long but you see them on instagram or on social media and you think yeah yeah they're all right so you don't actually reach out and check how people are yeah. because you feel like oh i see them on a regular basis mm-hmm. but it's via a telephonic device that it's fake like do you know what i mean there's yeah. a glass yeah. separating us but you have this illusion that people are close to you but actually they aren't yeah. especially as i mean there's a lot of talk about how people on social media only show you the positive side yeah, of their yeah, life. Yeah, totally, totally. So if you are kind of relying on it to kind of check in on your friends and family, they're showing you the good things. So mm. I guess, where do you find community offline? Um, you know, a lot of people have said that the losing loads of public spaces mm. means that they're losing a sense of community. Mm. Do you feel that that's something that you relate to? So true, to? definitely. Because situation that I can give an example is that I was doing a music course before the summer break and we all got news broken to us all the students got told that they would cut the fund the college cut the funding for our course so the place where the course was in had no longer was given obliged to give money so now obviously the teachers that have done an amazing job by the way they're great um I've all you know been made you know redundant like what are you supposed to do and then you're gonna complain that there are kids out on the street mm-hmm. doing what they're doing and it's like that was their place mm. especially think of all the talent that went to waste all the rappers the singers the musicians the producers the spoken word artists it's like there's no direction because obviously within the music industry as well that's that stuff that they were giving us is not available to us we can't go up to a manager and be like yo can you check my soundcloud you know so for that to be taken away completely is just really again a sign of the times that community space that we had we call it sound school family that's our family mm-hmm. and to that for that to be taken away is was mad yeah and it's really sad because society doesn't learn because this keeps happening like it's Definitely. something that's been happening for years and years and society is like getting worse and there's like so much just craziness happening but mm. no one's putting two and two together to exactly. say like oh actually well when they shot all of the youth blah blah, blah all of the youth crime has gone up like, no like one there's is... no common sense yeah. at all at all and, and you also then have to wonder how much of that is like strategic mm. because mm. you know i think it's not even that society doesn't learn we have ample research we have ample reports mm. that show us what leads to the breakdowns of individuals but also societies and communities and we see like especially with the you know one of the things that we'd explored in shape and some of the young people had explored was like the relationship to gentrification and the rise and i'm saying that in quotations of youth violence like Mm -hmm. when you keep breaking and cutting things it will show that up Mm. in society so i think that we can't also be dismissive of how much of that is intentional um, and also thinking about who designs space and societies and communities and what their relationship 
to people than connection is. And if you're someone with a lot of power, then you don't actually have to form relationships because you get to, everyone gets to operate amongst your power. So you don't have to develop certain mm -hmm. skills. Like I would describe that as self-privatization, like everyone operates in your dynamic, right? So you don't need people in the same way that like if you're in ends, you go to your neighbor and borrow your iron from them when it breaks. So if you can't afford a car, then you might use your neighbor to give you a lift. So we have these like ecosystems from which we should survive from. And not that, that we should live that way, but there is something about how the people of power mm -hmm. in power don't build the types of connections that make us like wholesome human beings. Mm. And then as we move towards power or have more access and more privilege, we're also forced to become that way. Mm. And that's really terrifying because success only looks like that form of increasing isolation. I think community in previous times have been mostly dependent on like geography and physical mm. proximity to people. Mm. And now it's, it's also tied to like your networks and your networks are stretched further afield than just where you live. Mm. And in that way, you get to sort of choose your community. You get to choose your, your kinfolk. You get to choose, and you get to like, pick people who are aligned with what you, with what you do, with what you, with your values and stuff like that. And I think that's also, that there are positive aspects to that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when I think about it closer, like my church is my a big community in my life. Yeah. yeah, it's weird because I think faith in general, there is a decline in people who believe in faith and blah, blah, blah. There's like atheism's on the rise and whatnot. But I still think there's still such a place for like faith in our communities because actually, like for me, my church is like the one place where I actually go. Speaking of charities and things, a lot of charitable things used to come from faith groups and mm. but that's declining now and... I don't know, but I still, yeah, I still find it quite a big community in my life, but I don't know how long people are going to continue. Where do you not feel safe? I feel safe in my room, to be honest. Like, there isn't really, there aren't really any spaces, like, outside of my, like, house where I can go to and, like, meet people. Well, except from church, which my mum, like, encourages me to go, but I don't really um, engage with faith that way anymore there aren't really any spaces where you can go and be like oh yeah i'm just gonna go you know like meet some new people mm -hmm. learn some new things like everything has been shut down like even looking at my little brother like he's finished he just finished his gcse's and he like he's not academic so he has he doesn't really have anywhere to go mm -hmm. um to go and like develop his creative mm -hmm. side like he's mm -hmm. just stuck at home with no resources because we can't afford them and there aren't there's no funding in our area for like to help his creativity i also feel safe like within myself i don't feel unsafe often i think it's just mostly traveling home at night because i'm just like yeah london's calm all these things they're saying about london being dangerous not true but then when you're traveling home and people are like hello sweetie and you just no. i'm just like i don't want to make men annoyed like if when you don't answer them then they're like oh you don't want to talk to me and i don't want to make them annoyed because people get hurt so it's really difficult to you know find a boundary that is That's so true. true and i just have to say because that actually happened to me last night so i was coming home about i think it was like just after 12 i think it was like 12 15 a.m yeah. and then i saw this car like and he was going really slowly 
and like oh, I wanted I him like to and I had to cross the road and I wanted him to go like I was just like no you go and I was in like a skirt and stuff and I felt really because he was just like no you go like and I could it was very sleazy and I I really didn't want to walk in front of his car but he was like go and I knew he, I didn't want like you said I didn't want to make him angry so I just thought okay you know what let me just go and I could just feel him like his eyes on me and just looking at me and I just felt really ugh but you know, I didn't feel safe. And I just felt, you know what, if I had turned him down, like, I don't know, I just felt like there was going to be some sort of face-off or standoff. And I just thought, you know what, I haven't, I don't want to cause any trouble. Let me just go. Do you feel like you have a space where you can talk about these things? Because it's quite a common thing for a lot, particularly young women, yeah. to go through. It just pops up in the conversation, though, isn't it? You could be out with your friends and it's like, oh, yeah, I got catcalled the other day. And they're all like, what? What did you do? It just turns into, it's like normal conversation. Yeah. And it's, I find it so weird. It's like desensitization mm. because it's like that's just what we have to put up with. That's what we just have to go through. Mm. And then t- on top of that, sometimes it might be a case of not only your gender but then your ethnicity. On top of that, it just makes things mad because it's like um, the whole thing about feeling unsafe. It can be anytime, anywhere. For me personally, anytime, anywhere. But then when I feel safe, I'm just, it's when I'm with my friends, when I'm with my peoples, we're just chilling, you know, not causing trouble. If you know that you can tell someone that, about a situation, or even if it was a worse situation, then, you know, you know you can trust that person. But for people who don't have that trust, it's worrying because it's like, who do you go to? Like, you know, who do you tell this this person? Because it's like, oh, I can't tell my family because they might think I'm lying or I can't tell this person because I think I'm lying and And I think one of the things we've heard a lot over the last couple of years in shape is exactly what Georgia has said of like you know in your race and your gender and your sexuality and your class all of that plays into it and then where do you go because a lot of those spaces that you think you can go to like mental health services or you know counsellors and those kinds Mm. of things are also where you experience you know forms of violence Mm -hmm. so that just kind of tight loops back because we know that we know that you can't go to the police because there's disproportionate number of people that get criminalized or deaths in custody and all of those kinds of things so um and unfortunately a lot of services that are aimed particularly at people of you know like certain ethnicities and genders and things like that are losing funding yeah Mm. so i guess it's another kind of loss of uh, a place where you can go to seek safety mm. and um, you know help and stuff so I guess what's the alternative is there an alternative I think people develop their own strategies and alternatives. Mm, mm. That's where the community comes in. When you can't um, see a service or speak to that person, you talk, you turn to your neighbour. Mm-hmm. So that's why housing policy and those things that disperse people are particularly damaging because mm-hmm. it means that you don't have those alternatives. And I think also with the charities and those kinds of things, you also can see, like with the funding dying, that's one thing, but the other, like, there's a corporatization of, like, youth work. So if you get a youth work, the youth worker these days, is completely different to like youth workers back in the days because they're expected to like spend most of the time filling in forms data capturing on the youth so even youth work has changed um and also who's doing youth work now because of unemployment you see people who are you know have no idea of ends life taking a job for a year as a youth worker um with no sense of what it 
what what actually youth work all the dimensions of what youth work is because they get to make a career in it mm. um and i think so there are those aspects which like continue that cycle mm. and then you've got the then the, with the charity sector as well like an activism and those things where you might develop alternatives you've got the ngo kind of you know mm. model of it so um i don't don't think that's the alternative there has to be like a third space yeah. that happens organically but the, the sad thing is, is that it shouldn't come out of us being destitute and deprived and it should be the values we have in a society like mm-hmm. community care or um fostering connection and those things mm-hmm. that space as well is often filled by people who aren't being paid for yeah. what the work they're doing so mm-hmm. i guess it's always mm-hmm. like how can we value that work mm-hmm. financially as well as recognizing the expertise the local knowledge or the lived experience that those people have completely i think the thing on corporatization is really interesting because even within grenfell like a lot of the people getting jobs are come from like a like disaster zones like specialism yeah Yeah, relief work which is not necessarily what the community needs but you have this influx of grenfell support worker these types of jobs that are produced and local people aren't getting them but you know people who are not from those areas are and definitely with youth work as well NCS, the challenge type things, mm-hmm. large scale projects, national projects. As mm-hmm. a, at the same time, you have youth centres closing down. Mm-hmm. Who do you trust? Again, going back to what I said at the beginning about that whole trusting uh, authorities and you know government people and like even your like um, what they called MPs and stuff like that. Like even during the time when my course was comp- campaigning to try and stay afloat mm-hmm. and get money. It was like everyone was contacting their local MPEs and telling the local MP of Enfield and things like this and talking to anyone possibly even in the music industry and it's like they didn't even get back I don't even think they even looked mm. even opened the email do you know what I mean and it's just like a complete disregard for again community and it's like hold on you're in charge of this community you know for the people that live here they trust you there are people I trust you and that kind of it's kind of disregarding that trust and then you wonder why people won't vote for you but yeah personally I don't trust authority figures like police or anything like that because just yesterday last night scrolling through Facebook and I see that just down in Roman Road just by Victoria Park a young teenage black teenage boy was stopped by police what a handful five police policeman on top of this young boy mm. because they thought he was carrying whatever he was carrying they'd ended up find, finding him with 90 pounds why he ended up coming up empty in the end but in the video you see police officers punching him and laying on top of him and all i could think of was just what's happening in, in even in the u.s right now mm. you know all these people who have died at the hands of police and now it's like no one of color can trust even authority figures and I'm thinking so what going on like the US now I think there's like a misconception of like the US kind of like having this one kind of monopoly of what of the truth of what like police brutality is like but I think in the US as well I mean in the UK there's like I don't think it's far removed I don't think it's ever been like far removed and like that different from the US I feel like it's more like you're seeing more of it now in terms of like social media like you found you saw the video on facebook like people are seeing more of it now in the uk yeah um i trust people 
more people less like institutions or like i trust maybe like organizations i trust like shake but that's because again i trust the people so it mostly comes from that mm. people's friends i trust people who give me a reason to trust them like there's none of this like you're in a position of power so i trust you or like i think people are always like you should be like ready to just trust anybody and ready to smile at anybody but mm. like is really not like that if you come from different backgrounds you know mm-hmm. that even if some people can like navigate the world trusting everybody you won't be able to yeah. do the same thing You have been listening to the Civil Society Futures podcast. To hear more episodes like this, you can follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Search Civil Society Futures. You can find out more about the inquiry at www.civilsocietyfutures.org and follow us on Twitter at CivSocFutures.